Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Have you ever seen a movie about gladiators? Ha! <laughs> well, here we are. Kevin Goatee gutting the sacred cow. Sophia Benoit, our guest this week, has seen a movie about gladiators. And boy, she is not a fan. That movie? Gladiator! You know the one? Russell Crowe playing a gladiator in Roman times, but being nicknamed the Spaniard. But of course, Russell Crowe being from Australia. Actually, no, New Zealand. Excuse me. A lot to unpack there. Joining me as guest host, you might remember her from the Risky Business episode. Amy Taylor returns, and this time to sit in the co-host chair. And if all you folks out there are new listeners, well, thank you very much. Welcome in, and I ask you, please leave that five-star rating, two- or three-sentence review wherever you catch podcasts. Well, let's get to it. Let's see if Amy and I give Sophia the thumbs up or the thumbs down on her argument why Gladiator should be thrown to the lions. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. I know some people kind of like it, yeah, it's trending right now. Yeah, that does, that does you know, this is the nicest, cleanest police car I've ever been in. This is nicer than my apartment. Special guest host, Amy Taylor. How are you? So good to be back. It's an honor. Thanks again. Do you know what quote that film is from? Or film that quote is from? Is that what I said backwards? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> what? You just Yoda now? <laughs> what? Yeah, I did. I I, I Yoda that show. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the nicest, cleanest police car I've ever been in. This is nicer than my apartment. Do you know that film? No. We're going to go to Sophia Benoit, gutter tonight. Sophia, guten tag, wie geht's? As we say in the fatherland. Uh, mir geht's gut. Oh, a little spy kraut. Excellent. Uh-huh. So, Sophia. I don't know the movie. I don't oh, know. The I'm an- just going to tell you. All right. That's cool. You could have said Cannibal Run, too. That would have been funny. No. The answer is Beverly Hills Cop. Come on, ladies. That's a that's a fastball. I remember. He gets in the car, right when he gets arrested, gets thrown in the back of the car and says that. No. All right, Kevin. You can go uh, shove a dildo in your butt. Uh, Kevin Goatee <laughs> here. Amy Taylor. Sophia Benoit. Guys and girls, thank you for joining the world's best movie review, movie debate podcast out there. 
where our guests pick a film they find overrated or hate and trying to convince us to see their argument. But here is the twist. The film must meet one of these criteria. Why they beloved, critically acclaimed, or a financial success. Why do I say that? Because that's how the YouTube algorithm knows how to place this. So we are on a hell of a stretch of guest picking knockout films. And this week is no stranger to that. Sophia has selected Gladiator 2000, a budget at the time of 103 million bucks, a box office haul, 503 million, five times ROI. Turn that into 2023 money. I did because internet's great. A budget of $184 million, a box office haul of $899 million. This made more than those recent crop of Marvel films because they've sucked. IMDB, ladies, as we as a scale one through 10 with decimal points, I'm going to go to Sophia Benoit first. Sophia, what do you think Gladiator has scored on the old IMDB? Pause for me sipping my Japanese whiskey. I'm going to guess 8.3. 8.3. Amy, Taylor, what do you have? That's yeah, I'm gonna similar like eight, like eight. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> 8.5. Sophia wins around. Oh, <laughs> damn close. Sounds like someone's got both showcases on the fabulous prices, right? We're gonna go to you, Amy Taylor, first for the critics' Rotten Tomato score one through 100. What did the critics gave give Gladiator? I mean, they usually like Ridley Scott. Um, what's not to like? He makes a lot. a lot of great films. Commercials. Um, Alien is a goddamn genius film. Do not even try and besmirch that. It's perfect. Yes, sir. Opinions. Okay. I'm going to say oh, similar, like eight-ish. 80? We'll call it 80? Eight-ish? Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. 80. Yeah. Numbers. We need that. Yep. We're going to go to you, Sophia. What do you think Gladiator has scored on the critics' Rotten Tomato score? I'm going to say, I'm going to be even more optimistic for it and say, I'm going to say 91. 91. The answer, one of you is dead nuts on and also gets a fish. We're going to do the old prices, right? Rules where you have to come up the stage and fish a hundred dollar bill in my pocket. Like Bob Barker had all those housewives. So Madison, Wisconsin, get there and get a little handsy. The answer, the winner, of course, is Amy Taylor, 80% on the nose. Did not think so, but cool. We're going to go back to you, Sophia. What do you think the audience scored with Gladiator? Rotten Tomatoes, 1 through 100. So this one I think is going to be weird because I don't think Rotten Tomatoes existed at the time. So It didn't. Well, yeah. So I'm guessing that that's going to inflate it a little because if you're taking the time to go back and go on Rotten Tomatoes, you had an opinion. Like mm-hmm. you have to really care. So I'm going to say... 89%. 89. How about you, Amy? What do you have? I'm going to say lower because some of the stuff didn't age well. So I'm going to stay with my 80. 87. Mm. Wow. Okay, Sophia, right? You got ladies are spot on. Sophia, for all the folks who are listening to the podcast, is wearing a Top Gun hoodie. Uh. <laughs> I caught the I, I caught got, the font. I was like that that or Maverick. I'm gonna go with the original. The OG. I got this for free. I just wanted to say I didn't buy a Top Gun hoodie. I would have, but I didn't. I mean, who doesn't like Ice Man? Thank you. 
quotes at my signal unleash hell hey have you ever walked into a bathroom and, and loudly announced that into a public bathroom it's a blast let me tell you it is an absolute icebreaker next one are you not entertained no better way i think to enter a, uh, to end a sexual encounter after screaming that amy the silent laughter does not help i need you just to let it go and not hold it in like you're in a museum or I want to do that. Do it. God damn it. What are you afraid of? Next one. Am I not merciful? I yell that when I give a homeless guy a dollar. Spit take. Almost got the spit take again. I almost got you twice last time. Those are the quotes. I am. God, I'm going to get you. God damn it. Those are the quotes I have. Ladies, how about you'll go to you, Amy. Any quotes jump out at you that I did not mention? I mean... Not yet at the end, right? Not today okay. or not yet when he says he's not going to meet his family. Okay. Well, any others or that's I it? I mean, you took the good ones. I do that since I'm the host and creator. Of course I am. I mean, okay. I am. Ve- <laughs> what did he say? I'm, I am vexed. I'm so vexed. I'm going to get the quote wrong. But he, there's not a lot of uses for the word vexed. I like vexed. Like- I like saying vexed. This is, that's a fun word to use. Use it? I, I, here and there. You know, I, I like to sprinkle it in there just to show that I've uh, graduated from a four-year university with a film and TV degree, and that's uh, and that's the extent. How about you, Sophia? Any quotes jump out at you from this film? I mean, I think there's the like really famous um, "I'll have vengeance if not in this life, then in the next." I left one that one. That I, I left that like one. Yep, good one. That one. Um, the one that I wrote, <laughs> the one that I wrote down that made me just lose my mind in not a good way was your kids squealed like a girl and your wife moaned like a whore. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause it made me depressed um, from like a writing standpoint. Um, was the syntax out of point for you? Is that what it was? It's just so on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Like his, his wife and kid already died and he's like mad that maybe like he got extra mad about it. And I'm like, Oh God, Christ, chill out. Um, and then, yeah, I feel, uh, I feel like there was the. <laughs> this is more like a point, less a quote, but uh, like a, a conversation. But I wrote down a conversation about the queer giraffes. Yeah, like, I did too. Because that um, that seemed really weird to me. So that I guess was another thing where I was like, oh boy. I think the quote is like. They just walk around eating and not mating. You sold me queer giraffes. <laughs> I don't. Who's saying queer? I don't know. It was bizarre. Whole, who's who's waiting? Well, bizarre. I'll talk, I'll get that in a, in a hot mitten. But you have to think that the guy who wrote this walked around on mescaline at the zoo and go, "I wonder what it would be like to watch giraffes have sex. What if one of them? What if they were gay? Huh? Well, I know a little bit too much about giraffes having sex for bizarre other reasons that it really is more fascinating than this movie even got into. Oh, well, we'll, we'll lean to your expertise in the Don't worry. section. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I have nothing but faith in you, Sophia. Five fun facts. All right. I think two of these three guys who were originally eyeballed to play the film or no-brainer. One's an absolute no-brainer. Two is not a far cry. The third, all, very off the beaten path. Who were the three people eyeballed to play the role? One flat out said, I'm too old for it. And the other one were just considered. Any names? For oh. Gladiator. I should be I should be specific, shouldn't I? For for Russell, Russell Crowe's role. 
didn't didn't they look at Mel Gibson? They certainly did, and he's the one who said, "I can't do it. I'm too old." He did two other movies that same year that were like the same movie, so that's also insane. Like the well, Patriot and what the Patriot. Okay, was... he didn't do one was the same. I should have said the other one is not the same, and you're gonna laugh that I accidentally said it's the same because it's what women want. Oh, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. So he was like, I'm too old for that. But if you'd love to have me and uh, see me dress up in pantyhose for a movie. I haven't seen that. You're selling me on the reason to see it. Continue. Uh, It's a fantastic (laughs) film. You'll learn a lot. Yes. I'll (laughs) learn a lot. Okay. I'll get the notepad out for that one. The other two considered. Want to take a stab at this one, ladies? Or are you just going to say pass, move on? I feel like. Oh, I feel like I know the answer, but in my heart, I wish they had asked. And so I'm just going to put it out there. I really wish that they'd let John Travolta do this. It would have been amazing on every level. And they wouldn't have. They didn't ask. No, but that's no. who I want. He would be a great comedist, like, you know, a little bit flimsy as, uh, mm-hmm. as him. That would be a good one. No, Amy would adventure a guess here. You're just like, enough, move on. I mean... Jude Law or somebody? No, but you're not far off. I'll tell you the answer is none other than Wolverine himself, Hugh Jackman. Mm, That makes sense. And the third one, which actually makes sense when you consider the fact they called him Spaniard, Antonio Banderas. No, he has the haircut already. Like the hair budget was nothing. Yeah, the baby bangs. Like get in there, girly. Number two, in an early version of the script, the gladiators endorse products in the arena. Sounds absurd, right? No, it is a true reality. Funnily, is that a word, I guess? Sure. Why not? Funnily enough, this was removed from the script because filmmakers feared there was no way people would believe it was accurate and would assume it was very anachronistic. Still, however, of course, the movie does take liberties. For example, Marcus Aurelius was not murdered by communists, but an epidemic also Commodus was not killed in gladiatorial battle as well. What kind of products did they like skirts and things? What oh, they no, they, they were they were talking about Indeed.com, ZipRecruiter and the uh, the ball, sha- the ball shaver one. What's that called again? The nut shaver. They try and who've contacted me and go, hey, how about you? Aver- we advertise in your podcast. We're not going to pay you in money. We're going to pay you in ball shavers. I go, no, I'm an adult. I use a razor on my area because I want that close shave. And then I, you know, why do you care? Number three, <laughs> there's that silent laugh from Amy again, guys. Boy, she'd be a great mime. Number three, Russell Crowe was so unhappy with the script during production that he would frequently walk off the set and refuse to say the famous line, I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. Crowe later said, to screenwriter William Nicholson, your lines are garbage, but I'm the greatest actor in the world and I can make garbage sound good. William Nicholson said later in Russell's defense, my lines were garbage. I like how he said he was the world's greatest actor. I think anyone who believes that Russell Crowe is the world's greatest actor is insane. And if you're Mm -hmm. Russell Crowe, it's especially egregious. Oh, triple down. Insane belief to be like, I'm the world's greatest actor, Russell Crowe. I mean, he he won an Academy Award, so you can, after the fact, of course, but you can kind of sort of let that. My favorite blowhard Hollywood story, indulge me for 30 seconds, ladies. Steve Zagal comes out of a room and says, I just read the greatest script ever written. And they go, oh, no kidding. Who wrote it? He goes, I did. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, good for him. Good for them, I guess. Like. Yeah, 
great that you have such self-confidence, but, um, I mean, wow. even the great, the greatest actor of all time, Carrot Top. Have you not seen Chairman of the Board? Even he doesn't have the the chutzpah to say that. So, <laughs> eh. number four, unlike Maximus, Commodus is based on a real life person, the former emperor of Rome. This is long, but very informational. And it seems that Commodus was just as merciless. He was born to a mother who had slept with a gladiator and then bathed, him, bathed himself in said gladiator's blood. Because of this, Commodus referred himself as the gladiator emperor and would fight in the Colosseum. Whenever he fought, his opponent would be stabbed in the back before the fight, parentheses, which is what happens to Maximus at the end of the film before his fight with Maximus. That's a editing mistake on their part. Commodus would also take people with disabilities into the Coliseum air arena, tie them together and club them to death. And he was such a megalomaniac that he renamed Rome to be called Colonio Commodana. And he began charging the state for his appearances at the Coliseum. He charged them so much. The value of the Roman currency fell and historians say, this is what directly led to the fall of the Roman Empire. I like how he came out and Nancy Kerrigan to everybody before fighting them. Yeah, he it's is kind only... of an icon for that. That's right. kind of fun. Like, if you're going to be an emperor, like, let's have fun with it. Let's go. But he did directly lead to the fall of Rome after five great emperors. So right. I, <laughs> he just came out and Vince McMahon them. The old Montreal, the old Rome screw job for all you uh, former wrestler fans. Number five. This one. I said, get the fuck out of here because it would have been chef's kiss glorious. Ridley Scott did not want Ollie Reed for Proximo, who, by the way, I believe he won an Academy Award as supporting actor. He wanted someone else. He wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> How great would that have been? It doesn't make sense. Sense. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> please, his accent in this movie and then being bigger than literally everyone, but not fighting at all in the film. Like, the queer giraffe comment would have been so much better. With an, <laughs> with an Austrian accent. Yeah, the two giraffes were fucking each other in the butts, you know, something like that. Yeah. Can you imagine? But then, I mean, that would have been hilarious. Here we are in Rome. We're calling Ro Russell Crowe's Spaniard. And then you have an Austrian guy as the gladiator who was supposedly one of the greatest of all time. That's hilarious. Uh, 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 Ridley Scott changed his mind to cast Reed when the character was changed to be older with more lines of dialogue. Which one is it? Was the dialogue tripping you up or was it the fact that he had to be older? Because Arnold can handle dialogue like a champion. I mean, Junior, say no more. So that's going to wrap up five fun facts. Mm -hmm. Let's get right on over where the fans want to jump in and have a few questions for you and ask a gutter at Kevin Israel, my buddy, is it the leather skirts or the sandals? I pose that question to you, Sophia. That makes me think this movie is bad or is it that turns me on more? It's which more. It, this one? is this. This is dealer's choice, Sophia. You take that in the spirit, which it's intended. I think that. I, I think for me, it's like if I had to walk in a room and a man, let's say specifically Russell Crowe, why not, is wearing mm -hmm. only one of the two. I'd much rather him only be wearing the leather skirt. If I saw Russell Crowe full nude, just sandals, I'd scream <laughs> so loud <laughs> and not in a good way, I, in a in a fear based scream. You're like, like, Russ that you're like, Russell Crowe, why are you dressed like a Japanese businessman? 
I that's not what I want to see from anyone. The the sandals would bum me out. I I'd have to go. <laughs> I'd awesome. be done. Amy, yourself. Only a leather skirt or only sandals. Right. There's no. Nope. I mean, I'm probably for comic relief, especially today's Russell Crowe, not 23 years ago. Russell <laughs> Crow. I want yes. today's Russell Crowe after he's been like COVID isolated on the farm or whatever he said he did now <laughs> with the beard and the, you know, I, I want that guy in just mandals, just the mandals, <laughs> just share it for comic, my own comic relief. I would like that. <laughs> Border, borderline morbidly obese Russell Crowe in sandals. Meow. Ladies, get that mop and bucket ready. Next question. At Mad Movie Mad Motto. It's a good movie, but it's overrated. Not a question. That's a statement, but noted. At Joe Loves Kim. Hey, what's the reasoning for Maximus being Spanish? I think the idea is to show how far the Roman Empire has gone, that they're like the greatest emperor. I mean, the greatest warrior is not even been to Rome, but yet you're fighting for Rome. I'm assuming that's the idea behind it. I think it's a bizarre choice to introduce that as like the thing that we know about him. Once you cast Russell Crowe, just edit it, edit it. Right. Just call him like the northerner or some shit. That man is white. <laughs> Like, I mean, not that Spaniards aren't also white, but I'm saying that man is pale. Like, you can't pull off Spaniard. No. No. Not even on Ibiza or Ibiza, if you want to be <laughs> Cata true Catalonian about that. Yeah, that makes that makes my butthole get shivers up. It's it's a horrible, horrible accent. Uh, next question. Oh, have you ever been to Rome and seen the Colosseum and Palatine Hills? Truly amazing. I have. Have you, ladies? I have been to Rome. My family is Italian, not Roman, but I've been I've been to Rome. Amy, have you been to Rome? I'm yeah, sure. it's, I'm saying it's as stunning as although the Colosseum isn't as large as this Ridley Scott movie makes it feel like. Right. CGI stuff. Yeah. Well, neither is the Death Star in Star Wars, but you know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it was great though. But uh, I would say the uh, I'm not a I'm not a religious fellow, but. St. Peter's Basilica. I thought that was the uh, the gem of Rome. They've excavated so much of the Forum now, too, and like right in the middle of the city. Oh, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah, Palatine Hills, all that. That's all. That's all delightful. Beautiful. Next question at Bango two three three one. I refuse to allow the attractiveness of the guest away from my assessment of her gutting attempt. Maybe Aurelius is often called Plato's philosopher king. Would you rather live under a quote benev benevolent dictator? if your safety was guaranteed or in a liberal society with potential chaos. There's a lot to unpack here. First Very much all, so. He's a, he's a history guy, that fellow, that bango. So be uh, before one, he came here. This this must have gotten him a little too messed writing that question because he knew he was going to get a little bit of a historical uh, aspect on this one. I wish that that person could see the Top Gun hoodie situation. <laughs> they would have started their opening of their question very differently uh but i feel like the the thing about marcus aurelius is he's he was writing in a little diary to himself like yes he was philosophical but like his greatest writing his meditations were like his little journal so like would i rather have a little philosopher journaler boy or would i rather live in liberal chaos i'm gonna go with liberal chaos because mm -hmm. i don't know that 
that like having a leader who happens to like write fun journal entries gives me very much, you know, like, all right. One of his, one of his things in his, I don't know if you've read meditations by Marcus Aurelius. It's great. But one thing that he says in it is that he's like, I think it's actually really cool to lose your virginity later in life. And it's actually better uh, because he did like, he obviously is like trying to excuse that he was a virgin for a long time. Like he literally was just writing yeah. little notes to himself being like, and then justifying things philosophically. So I love meditations, but I don't think that you need a benevolent philosophical ruler to live a good life. Amy, that's uh do you have an answer for that as well? Or, uh, or what's up? You tell me. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I'm going to go liberal chaos. I, I value freedom more than safety. Um, but that's the problem with the whole idea in this movie of like them wanting the general, the 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 vicious, somewhat nihilistic killing expert to be the ruler. Cause the same guy who does like an overthrow of government and who like is really good at killing people, that's not always the same guy to rule in peacetime, right? I mean, we see that a lot in history. So I don't know that old Maximus would have been so great for anything had he successfully become the ruler. Who knows? But yeah, I'll take I'll take my my country's nonsense bureaucrats that are all full of shit, but basically allow some degree of freedom. I like the I like the okay. All right, I, I like what I'm hearing here. That's a uh, good chopping it up. Next question uh, at Lord Snurts, he's going to give his predictions for scores, and I will save those for later to us not influence you ladies but he says his question how long would the 80s 90s american gladiators last in the roman coliseum that is a stellar question i go to you sophia first i think they last a long time uh one because we know so much more about workout science these days so like i feel like it, especially if you can take the body and the knowledge with you back like mm -hmm. you've got already you know what to do way better I also think like it's kind of a myth that gladiators died all the time. Like only 10 to 20% of gladiators died in battles. So I feel like you have a pretty good chance here. So mixed with those two things, I'm going to say they're going to go, they're going to do great. Yeah. I think Gemini is great. He was great in the, in the football when I forgot that was called, but ice on the assault cannon on the obstacle course, when she was shooting those tennis balls at people, man, she'd be awesome at this one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> How do I know that? I watched two, not one, two American Gladiator documentaries on ESPN and Netflix recently. And let me tell you, riveting. Amy, any thoughts on that? Which one would be the last one standing? I mean, the what's, what's the beach guy, the Malibu Ken one? He, with the, with the giant Q-tip against the tiger, probably wouldn't have gone so well for him. <laughs> was that, oh my God, not Gem, no, Gemini was the black dude. Nitro? I think it was Nitro. The guy Maybe. who- the guy looks like he fell asleep face down at a bed of nails with the mullet. Yes. And like that, what's the, the big, the joust, thing? the joust, the yes. joust. Oh, come on. Don't act like you don't know. Don't play coy with me. God damn it. You know full well what that is. It's a great, great show. At Xyphos is the thumbs down earned by the movie being boring, historically run over in every way, or that Rusty is dreadful in it. And he looks like he's sleepwalking through most of it. I think it's a lot of things, but it does seem like uh, a lot of people did not. I felt like the vibe of filming that movie was not very fun. Like it seemed like every, it was dr just like drudgery. Uh, so I do, I do think that that doesn't help. That doesn't help the film. 
does it help that Russell Crowe did not like what he was doing? I mean, it's very dusty there. I'd be also a bit of post all the dustiness, dustiness, excuse me. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that. But then again, the same guy who goes to Vegas for five, di- five days, four nights every year. Who fi- Go figure. Amy, what about you? Thoughts on that? What would you what do you say? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's that like the villain and Joaquin Phoenix is such a freaking great actor, but he's like reduced to this little weak, lisping, incestual, weird, oddly gay acting, although clearly he likes women, he likes his sister, uh, <laughs> but he, that's the villain. Like any one of us could have beat his ass. Right. <laughs> so well, I No, I, I, I wouldn't go that far because you saw he was doing a lot of sword play. He was having a lot of the, the, the practice duels and he was fighting, uh, you know, Russell Crowe for a while. He was quite skilled in that. He was just he was just a dog shit leader with no morals and uh, fortitude, moral fortitude. Oh, yeah, you're right. He had sword skills. Good point. I still think that Amy could have taken him. Even like, I think I could just give you a sword and you'd win still. Like, I feel very confident. <laughs> Thank you. He- even if someone decided to shank Amy in the back, like he would have had done. I still have Amy in this fight. Like, All I right. still don't think, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, right. no, no. I'll give Amy a minus 120 on the uh, on the betting ticket. That'll <laughs> just would, make, that shank will just make me matter. I'm like, yeah. And he's going to cry. And and he's going to cry and be sad about having to fight a woman or something. And he's going to be like, I would never. And then. <laughs> he's probably the same type of guy to pay women to make fun of his dick. That's what he how he strikes me. Gives me the vibes for sure. Right on. I mean, that's what I suspect. <laughs> At Taco Shirt Krillin, a friend of mine and I once turned that movie into a drinking game. Anytime there is man-on-man action, what movie were you watching? You had to take a drink. We were hammered. Any movies that you've turned into a drinking game? Oh, do I have an answer. But I'm going to allow my ladies to go. No, no, no. Ladies first. Um, I mean, I think I've turned almost every movie at some point or another with my friends into a drinking game. Although I will say every time I watch, I know this isn't a movie, I'm not that dumb, but, uh, every time I watch The Bachelor with my friends, we always drink every time they say journey, clarity, um, or every time they scoop somebody up in their arms, um, and like do one of those little hugs that thin women do. Um, <laughs> that one can get you pretty bombed. And then I did do a, a drinking game once where we drank every time a new day starts in Groundhog Day. Okay. Um, which was, you get pretty drunk. And, um, I will say this isn't technically a drinking game, but the most fun I've ever had watching a movie while drinking was actually Castaway because everyone is convinced that they could get off the island and you all are drunk and being like, no, all he needs to do is this. Meanwhile, all of us would have fucking died like no, day seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day yeah. like three. I'm, I don't even know why I said seven. Like all of us would have died. So I, look, I'm not figuring out the lunar cycle to know when the tidal waves are at their lowest. I'm smart. I am not that smart. No chance. I agree. Amy, what's your drinking game film of choice? I've never drank to a movie. I drank to a book when I was a pledge no. in my sorority days. Wait, 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 wait. I was in a fraternity. You guys, or you must have been the music fraternity drinking to a book. It was Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss. <laughs> I, say, I was, I was or, you, or is this you trying to say that I was Phi Beta Kappa and this is your slow roll? <laughs> I wish. Nope. <laughs> Definitely not Phi Beta Kappa. Okay. But yeah, Green Eggs and Ham, that's it. 
I have never two. Drink to a movie? Yeah, she's not living I know. here. Wow. Sad. No, so the, no, it's probably so healthy. Well, I'll tell you what, ladies, you, you want you want you want to get bombed up real fast. This is what you do. Two of them. Ready? Easy. This is going to easy one. And the first one's even easier. The first one is watch any Seth Rogen movie. And every time he's, he announces he's Jewish or something Jewish about it, drink. Or my favorite, put on any Samuel L. Jackson film that's R rated. Anytime he says the N word or motherfucker drink. Good for you'll him. Be, you'll be gone in 20 minutes. That's. I assume this is from personal experience that you know this. I mean, I've, 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 I've heard. I mean, Pulp Fiction again. That was that's you know, that's one of my all time favorite films. So, in the fraternity house, like you know, every time he says fuck or someone says fuck, you got to knock one back. And here we go, Ali Ali Oxen free. Last what? That's it. Okay, that's gonna close. Ask a gutter. Hey, ladies, did you know that no one really listens to the end of podcasts? That is why we do plugs in the beginning. Sophia Benoit, what are you up to? Where can we find you? Oh, that is kind of you. I You can always find me on Twitter. I will never leave that site. They can't kick me off. Um, it's at one follower, no dad. And then I wrote a book a couple years ago called Well, This is Exhausting that you can buy pretty much anywhere that they sell books. Unless you have like a problem with that store or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, you see what happened to Borders? They didn't pay up. <laughs> <laughs> they they went the way of the dodo now it's just a barnes and noble and that's it walden books they're gone too amy taylor what are you up to not much uh <laughs> nothing nothing good and you can find my ramblings about that on um, most of my socials are amy taylor nyc um or amy taylor.com and you can say hi that's one way to do it. At Kevin Goatee on Twitter for more hilarity and tomfoolery. And, of course, we're smack in the middle of the NFL season. And how am I doing? I'm 63% against the spread. So that's why you should watch or listen to Fantasy Football Jibber Jabber, where I give my buddy Nick Whitmer give out NFL top plays, the bets on, as well as fantasy football plays. That's right, kids. Fantasy Football Jibber Jabber YouTube, as well as wherever you hear your finest of podcasts. And have you left us? A five-star rating for this fine podcast. You have it. God damn it, you better. Five-star rating, two or three-sentence review, wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell a friend. Come on, this is a fun little gaggle of shenanigans. And, of course, if you want to say hi or advertise with us, just say guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. That is how you get a hold of me. Well, Sophia, I am dying to hear this anti-Russell Crow argument. So, Amy, why don't we just eschew her on down the path of roses a better roses i should say i guess we should say and to gut the sacred cow all right so i guess to start with the first thing i wrote down about this movie after writing all watching all of it was this had to be made pre 9-11 because it was such a time of corny, corny innocence about what a movie could be, what battle could be, what violence was. Um, I feel like the greatest knock against this film, which is not a terrible film, it's not a punishment to watch it. But it should not have won an Oscar. It should not have made $500 million. And it shouldn't be lauded as such a classic good film it's honestly 
a very similar level of corniness as National Treasure. It just takes itself very seriously, which mm-hmm. National Treasure didn't. I think that is my biggest knock against the whole movie overall. But then once you get into the more granular aspects of it, I think the next big thing is that you have a main character who, from a screenwriting perspective, is all over the place, doesn't want something and then go after it. Things just keep happening to him. And he's like, all right, guess I'm here now. Uh, (laughs) YOLO. Um, Actually, he doesn't think YOLO. He doesn't think YOLO. He thinks he does have an ex-life, so I shouldn't say YOLO. He only lives twice, once in Rome and once in glory or whatever the fuck. Um, So I feel like as a main character, he is all over the place. You can't follow that he wants to achieve a thing. So I guess my my thing, other than like the main character being just, again, all over the place, not having a particular desire or goal and occasionally having desires that like you think are going to lead him one place, but then don't um, or not killing a person for vengeance when his stated goal is vengeance and he has the chance to seems very bizarre. Um, On the other hand, you have a villain that, as Amy noted, is incredibly over the top and like bizarre weird undertones and overtones um again Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor so I I can't even imagine how that character would have gotten there with a worse actor because Joaquin tried <laughs> like he tried to put on the outfit and go like let's do our best but my god um and then it's fine for a movie not to be historically accurate. Like I didn't come into the movie going, I need a documentary on Rome. I want it as realistic as possible. That's not what you're here for. You're watching a fucking Ridley Scott movie. That said, Ridley Scott himself was like, I want to make this super accurate and hired a, like a scholar on Rome who literally insisted on her name, not being in the credits uh, under what she did because she was so embarrassed. And so like, if you're going to bend what happened that much can't you bend it better like you aren't constrained by reality anymore you've decided you're not making a real movie have some fun mm. like the, like it's an action movie you're supposed to be having a great time every single scene was the most heavy maudlin literal dusty scene like please could we switch it up and like the most uh like texture the film got in terms of variance of what a scene was, was from when our dude Russell Crowe was putting his hand through a wheat field. And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. Fucking you love wheat. You want to grow wheat? Why didn't you grow wheat then, bitch? Go grow wheat. Go grow well, wheat. Well, he, he did say he's having fun. He, I have to get back and go to the harvest. I mean, maybe... Maybe he, he wanted was. to harvest so much. He wanted to plow his wife and plow a field. And that yeah. is it. my girl. He wanted to go. and But then he didn't. He got home and he was like crying and then got taken away again. And I'm like, just if you want to go die and be with your wife and plow your field in heaven and plow your wife in heaven, let him kill you. Like, let's go. Go get up there. So I feel like the whole thing. The whole movie, like when you hear they didn't have a script, you're like, no, I knew that without you telling me. Like, sweetie, I knew. (laughs) I knew you had 20 pages of a script and that you then were just like freestyling. I felt that. I felt that vibe. And then lastly, I think for the fact that it is such a like violent epic and that's the point of the film and the point is like battles and glory, 
the filming of said battles was bad. And I felt like there were times when it was just like one second splice, one second splice, one second splice, and then slow-mo video to the music that this isn't their fault, but then Pirates of the Caribbean used the same music. So it was like, why am I listening to like a slow-mo fight to the Pirates of the Caribbean? Because it's the same composer, Hans Zimmer. No, I know. I mean, I know why, but like, but like when you watch it back now, it's like now you're watching like this one second splice scene to the soundtrack of Pirates of the Caribbean. And it feels so like it just feels so corny. It feels so corny. You're like, this is I can't believe men made women watch this on dates for like three straight years. Like, uh, women have made men watch a lot of horse shit. So if, if, in the flip side, oh. if you could sit through some some nonsense like The Notebook, which I still haven't seen, and I'm very proud of that, then fucking Gladiator. You haven't seen it. You have haven't seen even it. seen it. I won't. I won't. Unless, unless unless someone makes me watch on this podcast, because I'm also the same guy who never saw Grease or what the hell until recently on this podcast. So I, I had to suffer through that horse shit. Greece is fantastic. Greece is terrible. Greece is terrible. Stop it. Stop it. Greece is a flawless film. Uh, <laughs> there's not a flaw in that movie. Oh, I, you mean I, you mean you mean when they go in the air in the car? That's just not super. That's not insane. Okay. If you understand that at the beginning, Sandy dies at the beach, and the rest of it is her having um, like a delusion, and then at the end she ascends to heaven. You'll understand. The rest I, of I also the love. I also love how they think that dosing someone is putting aspirin in their coke. That works. Look, I'm just telling you what a flawless film is. It's fine. It understood it was a corny movie and it was a corny movie. This does not understand it's a corny movie and accidentally was so corny and kind of embarrassing. Okay. Hey. You're so horny that a wooden carving of your wife is good. He got a little tiny wooden carving of a woman that who even knows if it looked like his wife. And he was so horny. He was like, oh, my God, this is hot um i also feel like if you've ever watched scarface and this movie back to back which i accidentally did um you'll realize that there's like this through line of both tigers and wanting to fuck your sister that's very odd that i feel like men were like yeah he's a bad guy he loves tigers and wanting to fuck his sister like what what is that about why i don't know wait hold on i don't know if that wooden figurine a he was getting all horned up over b that could have been one of his son too i don't know if that was a there was there was one of his son but when he first picks it up he's like "Mm." and you're like whoa whoa i mean did you see like a silver dollar appear on his on his pants his leather skirt i mean how do you know he got all horned up did did it did it raise up a little bit i mean I'm he curious. closed his eyes gently, and I was like, that man's going to come later tonight to this little fucking wooden figurine, and I can tell, and I can tell. You mean that little thing that looks like the stick figures from Blair Witch Project to make him blow a load <laughs> in his in his humble abode? I mean, that's yes. a rich yes. bar. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, I also think uh, all of his little, like, uh, his little speeches, like, I, I will grant that that the speeches and the lines that became famous, they did work because they became famous. And this was like the time when movie lines still became like quotable things. Like everyone's saying everything from Anchorman and shit. Like it's still that era. So it makes sense to try to make your movie have standout lines, but like, are you not entertained? And I will have vengeance in this life or the next and like time to unleash hell. It's like bad wrestler intros or like you know what it reminds me of actually it reminds me of it reminds me of like the real housewives when they introduce themselves and they have to say their like tagline it was like are you not entertained and i was like girly get shut up go 
Just fight and say nothing at the end. You don't have to say something at the end. Oh, you know how much cool it is to have a a, a catchphrase when you ice no. somebody out. Like, come on, he Schwarzenegger, loves, no, Oslo Vista, baby, something like that. Oh, that that's that's king. No, because if you if you love Marcus Aurelius so much, and he's like his whole thing is stoicism, his whole thing, like that's his philosophy is stoicism. The idea of like standing there and just saying fucking nothing after you win would have been so much cooler. But they did they couldn't rest on that because Russell Crowe. I don't know. I don't want to say he's not a good actor, but I don't want to say that he could have handled it to be hmm. silent. Like I, oh, oh, another thing. Why does he have a tattoo of SPQR? I know when, that answer. I know that no, answer. Wait, wait, wait. So Go SPQR ahead. stands for the Senate and the People of Rome, right? Mm-hmm. So he's never been to Rome. That bitch has never been to Rome. Why do you have a tattoo about Rome? I mean, I know that it's the idea of the whole. It's like having an American flag tattoo, but also. People weren't getting good, good font tattoos back then. Who was giving you a perfect serif font tattoo of and serif font? Who was? No, by the way, by the way, my my very good friend has that SPQR tattoo on his arm. I go, you are not a general, you know. Get out of here. He does, he does. And I don't know. He he certainly has the Roman nose. He's got a gonzo nose, so that's why I call him gonzo (laughs) sometimes. But that 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 struck me as odd too. Okay, so here's other notes that I have. Uh, why can't he wear a helmet? Uh, two, why did he knock a tiger off his back? Tigers are nine feet long. Uh, they wouldn't fit on your back. Um, is he humble or stoic? Does he want glory? Does he want death? Which one is it? Why is he excited after he wins a battle? You should not, You should want to die. Your wife's up there. Like, go get her. Go get laid. Like, have so much fun. I'll play devil's um, advocate only because he wanted a wrong because his his buddy, the king, got killed and his pussy little son took over. He was like, nah, I can't go out on this. I need to go get that motherfucker before I decide to off myself to go be with my wife and kid. He wasn't going to let that stand pat. That's why I thought he had to be on his had, warpath. But I think he, okay, well. Sure, except for that for a while, he doesn't even know that he's going to go meet that guy and get vengeance. He's just like enslaved. So at that point, it's like, maybe call it, you know, just be like, okay, yeah, I'm a slave now. I got to go. Like, this isn't going to work. Like, you don't know that you're going to become the most famous gladiator. And then, oh, actually, here's the, the weirdest part of this whole movie is that the emperor who has multiple chances to kill you doesn't kill you, doesn't order anyone else to kill you and decides we got a one-on-one fight <laughs> What are you talking about? And I want to say no president would ever do that. Obviously, I think we can all think of a president that would one-on-one fight someone. But I don't think most Andrew Jackson. leaders, he definitely would have. Uh, but I don't think most leaders at all, even the crazy ones, are like, the best way to do this is for me to fight this beloved man. Like, he's not that stupid he, to fight the most like beloved warrior how do you think that's going to end girly like how how do you think that was going to go and why just tell tell someone to kill him because you have to set up a final battle between good and evil in hollywood sophia that's why and i wrote the again i said this before but i said this is one of the corniest movies i've ever watched in my life and i watch 13 going on 30 regularly oh for christ's sakes you're the one keeping Catherine. what's her face i forgot her blank on her name the, the the one from Grey's Anatomy, the blonde girl who's in that. Wasn't she in that one? Heigl. Um, no, no, no. Who? Catherine Heigl. That's at Heigl. That's 27 Dresses, which I've also seen many times. And this is still funnier. <laughs> I also... See, for every, every dude who said to sit through 27 Dresses and 13 going on 30, Gladiator is a walk in the goddamn park. 
Also, though, 27 dresses and 13 going on 30 aren't taken seriously. They're not given $100 million budgets, and they're definitely not up for fucking Oscars. So, um, also, he wants to be Rick from Casablanca so badly. Like, I can tell that, like, I can tell Russell Crowe went into this being like, this is my Humphrey Bogart moment. Like, here, I get to be like, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. Uh-oh, I have to. Like, I can tell that was, he sat there so proud of himself being like, this is going to be so beautiful. And I just, again, I think the movie takes itself so seriously and it shouldn't have, because it could have been so much fun. It could have been so fun. It's I mean, so gay. It could have been Top Gun gay. And oh, that's, it was like, that's true. And it like pulled back. It was like, no, better not. Let's all play volleyball ball and jeans together. And uh, while we're in the, in the slavery camp, we could really oil up and uh, they just have pe- full penetration. That's for sure. Meow. I mean, well, sure. By the way, you said this should not have won best picture. Let me tell you ladies, what was NAMI for best picture. And let's see if you still oh, agree with I that. Know. Oh, I know. And can I tell you what I think should have won no matter what that year, Aaron Brock. Brock I knew I knew you're going to say that. Perfect film. I wouldn't that say film, perfect. I wouldn't say it's perfect. Got a phenomenal script that can, perfectly follows what every film school structure tells you to follow also on top of that it's been very like very realistic very close to real life too like by everyone that's in it has been like yeah that's pretty much how it went so like great film did exactly what this film wanted to do but couldn't i mean i would say perfect description would be police academy for citizens on patrol but that's just one man's opinion The best picture nominees, as you had mentioned, Aaron Brockovich was one. Traffic, which is one of the most overrated films of all time, is two. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is beautiful, but I cannot make my way through. I actually fell asleep in the theater one of three times. I think I've fallen asleep in a movie. And the number four, of course, the, the uh, often forgotten, never mentioned, Shock a Lot. That movie is insane. And I've watched it on a plane multiple times and it feels like a fever dream happening. Chocolat. Oh, yeah. I have, yeah, that's I have insane. Zero, zero desire. I, Aaron Brockovich is good. I just don't know if that's perfect, but okay. It's enjoyable. That's that. Okay. Uh, back to your notes, please. Uh, I actually, that was on my notes is that the other okay. movies that came out that year were like American Psycho came out that year, which I think is a better movie than this in the mood for love. Sure. Came out. I would really rather watch Perfect Storm with fucking George Clooney, which came out that year, than this movie. I just, I feel like we had so many good movies. I think Memento came out that year. Um, I think Memento was before that, but it's it's right around there. Memento's great. But it might have been like before the cutoff for the Oscars or something. But either way, I just think there were so many good movies that year for this to win. You're right. It is 2000. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. It's just bizarre to me. And then that this was so there was like a glut of amazing movies that came out that year and they were like eh, let's give it to russell crowe <laughs> i don't okay. know it just seems bizarre it's a bizarre choice give me a score one to ten on, of your opinion of this film i would say i'd say five and a half or six which one is it Ah, uh, five and a half. I'm going to be a bitch. I'll say Lord, it. Lord Snurts thought you were going to come at this film with a big fat number two. So he's mm. off. Okay. Amy Taylor, what do you have to say about Gladiator? Um, A few things. Some of them I, I totally agree with her. Uh, So I wrote down, first of all, the sword fights in Fast Forward, I couldn't, couldn't get behind. Like, why do you speed up some and slow down the other? I was, I mean, it seemed like and as she said, like the the one second takes, it felt like a commercial. 
Um, the plot, okay, it's a mixture of Ben-Hur and Spartacus. Both of those were better. Um, and then, yeah, how does a Spanish-born general have an Australian accent a couple thousand years before Australia existed? Uh, mm. Like, you can't do an accent? That's like your literal job. You're a doctor. Um, <laughs> I mean, Carrie Fisher was British for 15 minutes in Star Wars and then miraculously drops that accent. So, movies, kids. Like, why? Hollywood. Like, why? Why even do it for the first 15, right? I mean, if you can't, then just don't. Because it was that, that bad. Different. It was that bad of an accident. Like, listen, Carrie, George Lucas said, Carrie, cut the horse shit. This is just not working. We should have your mom. We could have your mom come in and like dancing the rain and tiptoe around and dance around instead. But just lose the accent. Just thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I mean, yeah, I couldn't get past the Australian accent, especially it's so like Australia wasn't a thing. So <laughs> the yeah, like the I so was the darkness like the weird mud and snow fetish in the beginning and like all the dark was that just to can conceal like bad year two thousand special effects or like there's so little color and maybe that's like by today's standards of movies, but it just there was a lot of like darkness. I mean, maybe it's like a moody thing, Ridley Scott kind of thing, I guess. Um, By the way, Russell Crowe, not Australian. He's from New Zealand. Is he? Oops. Yep. Did not know. Okay. I mean, you get 10 New Zealanders and 10 Australians in a room. Can I be able to understand their accent? No. Am I going to be able to understand them when they're all drunk? Definitely not. <laughs> no, especially not. I thought, like, we didn't, did we need the commodus incest creepiness? Was that just, like, did they just decide to also make him, like, into incest? Because I feel like he was villain enough. Why was that extra? I don't know. <laughs> that was a weird porn hub angle I didn't see coming. I forgot about that until I rewatched this. This is uh oh incest. All right. Someone's <laughs> got to search the genre kink. She already also in real life, and it's mentioned here, did marry the guy that her dad ruled with already. So there's already like weird sex vibes in the family that like you know, we well, you, you know how rulers work, right? I mean, let's just see the royal family as exhibit A through Z. Just, one, yeah. big, one big dumb line of uh, of incestual, you know, governship, if you will. Her, par- her parents also were cousins, so. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you know, for an inbred, she didn't look like all goofy, you know, slack eye, slack jawed and, and uh, googly eyed. That's uh, that's shocking. <laughs> They could have done that. She's awfully hot for like an inbred. That's what I thought. I mean, they probably would have thrown the one the ones that are born with different you know birth deficiencies down to the tigers or the gladiators. They might have, or communists might have had them all tied together and beat them like a club, like it said in the fun facts, like a seal. I don't know. Just spitballing here. Just spitballing. Like, yeah, we beat up handy that disabled people. That's not nice. They um, uh, I wrote down like Maximus was so much of a nihilist for me. Like he didn't care who he killed. Like. He didn't have a lot of scruples for like a hero. I understand like bad boy revenge fantasy. You killed my family. You raped my wife. Now I just like, I'm just all, it's very Count of Monte Cristo. I get it. But like, we're supposed to like him. Like he was just kind of a 
killing nihilistic killing machine, which was Amy. He's a general and in a war. He's going to kill. That's all he does is kill. He's the T-1000 before his time. That's what they do. But that's not what his character was presented as. His character is presented as the like personification of glory and doing the right thing. And so it's like, which one are you? Which one? But when it came to battle, there's no, you know, the blind, the blinders are on. I got to kill or that's my ass. <laughs> and that's what it came down to. It's fuck, fuck our fight. And boy, it was time to fight. Well, and, and fuck, that's baby. Why it doesn't work. It doesn't work later when they're asking him to be or in the beginning. Also, they're asking him to be a politician. Like, I mean, either you're like an athlete, gladiator, you're a general leading dudes into war or you're a politician. Like, you can't just be all three. You're not like... I mean, don't forget farmer because he also yes. is dying to farm. Yes. Don't forget he's dying to farm. The, har- the oh, wheat harvest. And ex-girlfriend's like love love interest, although that didn't really go anywhere. It was just thrown in for us ladies, like the brief thing between. That was bizarre too. Them. That was so bizarre. Yeah, yeah when, she, when, he was even... in, when he was in chain, she just walked up to him and just planted one right in the mouth or grab his balls and go, see you later, sailor, and then walk out. <laughs> that was that was girls. We had to have something. <laughs> they were like maybe he likes women <laughs> I think the wood statue wasn't cutting it after a while um, <laughs> yeah it, like it felt like like a fussy commercial and I know Ridley Scott comes from like commercials and you see that a lot in his cinematography and like the I guess that CGI stuff was state of the art back then um, with the camera angle tech was very it was very new back then but it felt like to me I know he really Scott literally came from like Chanel commercials and that's what it felt like. Like he was showing off with like camera <laughs> angles and CGI and like it was one long, like somber, moody commercial kind of, but I, I don't know. I mean, it was either that or more men in skirts and I can't, I can't get with men in skirts. I mean, I, I guess it sounds like you hate Braveheart as well. I mean, Mel Gibson, I just, yeah, I can't. Okay. And I mean, it's basically Braveheart in a toga. Like, I mean, I don't know. It seemed like, yeah, and to your point, what you said earlier, it was really dusty. It seemed like everybody probably stank back then. They probably did. Yes. Um, it's like. Not, yeah, a lot of, not, just, a lot, not a lot of Dracar Noir going past around in those <laughs> slavery camps. Dracar Noir, solid choice. <laughs> they still make that shit. Probably, I mean. <laughs> If you walk the aisles, tell you what, uh, next time I walk the aisles of CVS, I'm going to make a mental note and then get back to you. Thank you. First makeout sesh I ever had. You wore Dracar Noir. Oh, what a a closer, huh? Holy shit. (laughs) Worked for him. (laughs) (laughs) Over the bra, under the shirt. Wow. A a John Hughes romance is what we're hearing about. This is great. Um... I wrote it. It was kind of pointless in the end. He got revenge. He just died in the end, and who knows what happens to everybody else? Like, did anything get better for everybody else? We don't know. I guess. I it mean, Commodus matter. died, so that means Rome didn't fall to a shithole emperor. Maybe the Senate wasn't that great either. I mean, it was better. Yeah, better than him. But like, I don't know. Uh, I guess couldn't do a sequel back then. They wouldn't have let him. They die talk- no, no, no. They, they are. They are talking about doing a sequel. It's already cast with Paul Mescal. I, I, is, is is Hemsworth attached? Because they were rumoring to have him attached too to this. Oh, I don't know. It's supposed to be the kid. You know, the incest lady, her kid. It's supposed yeah. to be him. That's supposed to be the sequel. The precocious little fucker? Oh, good. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. wait. You called her incest lady? Yeah. Yeah. 
By the way, that's a great that's a great punk band name, ladies. We have to check out Incest Lady. Their new shit is off the charts. Um, I wrote down it's just kind of hard to root for Rome in 180 AD because it was pretty just awful back then. Um, <laughs> or like Maximus, who murdered four 180 AD Rome. Like just, I mean, fine. Um. I don't know. Ridley Scott, it's kind of played out like the lonely in a crowded world characters that Ridley Scott loves to create, like that brooding dude. Like he's said that a bunch of times. I guess that's, he wants to recreate that guy in every different genre or era. Fine. Um, I thought the, um, the wheat touching montages where, yeah, like <laughs> it makes you, it makes you so angry how much of a farmer he wants to be. All I got was like Ford truck commercial, like a Super yes. Bowl commercial. Yes. yes right commercial are you, are you trying to tell me that like a rock should have been playing the entire time it was in my head <laughs> yeah um i oh roman toga's not a single orgy oh, what was I you, for? oh you fucker that was in my notes god damn it sorry that's well, fine oh yeah listen that's fine i'll, I'll still talk about it but you that's were looking it. for it too who wasn't i mean i waited I mean, well, well, I do my notes last, but yes, yes. It's like watching a it's like watching uh, my big fat Greek wedding and no one working in a diner. This is bullshit. I had a different thought about Greek, but yeah. <laughs> well, the, well, the anal sex route. You want to go down that road? <laughs> I got her. <laughs> All right, cool. What else? Anyway, you got? anyway, um, I mean, I felt kind of personally accused. Like the whole movie is about Ridley. They, they keep saying that like the public loves gore and violence and just give it to them, right? Bread and gladiators. And Ridley Scott is literally doing that for us as we're watching. So, you know, you feel like you are the one watching the glorified violence for entertainment. So it felt like it felt like Ridley Scott like hates us, but <laughs> maybe maybe that's too meta. Um, no male skin show. Russell Crowe. I guess he wasn't. Did he not work out enough? Like. If 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 uh, Chris Hemsworth is the next one, I will watch that. Hopefully, he'll lift some weights. But like, didn't women get anything? Like, we didn't get much skin. Fine, I guess. But I wanted some. Uh, Russell Crowe looked a lot smaller than some of his opponents, and I thought he would have in real life lost. I guess if he's a general, he's good at the old fighting. But some of his opponents were like so much bigger. Seemed I mean, improbable. Napoleon was a general. And that yeah. little fucker was five foot four or whatever. Good point. Good point. Okay. Size of the fighting the dog and all that. Um, oh, it's all about tactician and being a tactician when you're a general, not necessarily being the best warrior, just knowing how to fight and where to place people. I'm interrupting you. Sorry, go ahead. No, uh, the last few, I thought it was unnecessary that Commodus acted like gay. I don't know. I guess it was 23 years ago, but it seemed kind of weird to like give him a lisp and have him preening around and queenie. Like he can just be bad. He doesn't need to like also kind of, be everybody's homophobic enemy homophobia enemy it seemed unnecessary and weird uh there's only one woman she does very little doesn't she's like a plot device that helps maximus um and like that half-assed like almost love story in the chain thing although i did watch that a couple times <laughs> um, i mean she also does orchestrate the fall and the and the and, and getting all of everybody the senator on her side and getting ready to to set up the fall of her brother she does that that's not barely. yeah you're right you're right. I guess she has more no agency though. Like she has, they pretend she has agency, but she's not, she doesn't get any of like the good scenes, the good lines. She doesn't get what she that's wants. That's true. No, that's true. Also there are two women because there's the little wooden figurine of his wife. Okay. <laughs> so 
<laughs> There's good actually point. some really good roles for women in this film that you're One glossing right over. <laughs> One and a quarter women in this film. I mean, it's, it's a film about men gladiators, ladies. You weren't expecting the Joy Luck Club here or they a whole... They did exist in Rome. They, they did. did exist. <laughs> they, no, they, they did, they but... Probably- in that certain specific scenario where it's a bunch of dudes who are being who are fighting each other and le- not really not really unless you no. go the roman the, the orgies that that we're missing out on which were not fairly given but that is not the scene where it's be a lot of women in that in that in that in that circle of friends we'll call that so and that's probably i'm not going to i'm not going to grant that one yeah no of course it's not i mean i don't think women were like doing a whole bunch of like leading around in those days anyway no um they uh oh i read this and i don't know if it's actually true maybe you guys can tell me that a thumbs down yeah or thumbs up was not what they yes. did if you were to live it was like a yeah. closed thumb it was something else and it thumbs was, up it, actually thumb, meant like th- up yours well thumbs down with like unsheath your swords that's what that is to unsheath the sword and okay. then, yeah, it was it, it, it's it was backward. They they admit it, it was done backwards to not confuse the audience. Like which, thumbs up means good for us, but I read that thumbs up meant like up yours. Dead. Like it was no like thumbs two- up means thumbs up means that's it. You're done. You're dead. You're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna die. Oh. And thumbs down okay. is yeah, as in like yes, you thumbs up meaning I give you permission to kill him. Makes sense. Makes more sense. Well, less sense to us, but sure. So. Yeah, um, I did read about like the real comedist who like liked to cosplay a gladiator, and cosplay. I did read the one good thing is that in real life that dude got killed wrestling by his wrestling partner, uh, who got help in killing Commodus from Commodus's favorite mistress. So go girl, Ooh. go wrestling partner. They in real life got this guy finally. So, and that's Word. all I got. I love me, that. Good for him. Give me a one to ten, Amy Taylor. Yeah, I agree with her, like six-ish. Six-ish. He has, Lord Snurts has you at a four, so Snurts off on a lot of accounts. Well, these notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where you can find yourself a banging-ass hat or T-shirt or a mug, whatevs. No, sorry, Amy, no bathrobes, not yet. We're working on that. But, you know, give us a few months. Of course, give us a five-star rating, two or three-sentence review. And for the love of Christ, just tell your friends. This shit is hilarious. Come on. We deserve that. I'm taking my bow now. Notes. People ask, hey, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? To which I say never. My question is, how often do you guys think about getting a Roman soldier helmet? I have to describe what that is. Getting. Getting a Roman soldier helmet? Do you know what is that is? Like a, is? No. I'm <laughs> that is where a guy takes his dick and puts it down the bridge of your nose, kind of like the Roman soldier helmet. That's missed that one in the sex dictionary. Nope. I thought that one was fucking hilarious. All the dudes are laughing on this one uh, after the fact, but the ladies here, over oh, two. That's fine. Never done it. The one thing I haven't w- done. Welp. Yeah, we found it. <laughs> we found the thing. I've nev- I mean, that's I'm that. a sex writer. Like, yeah. that's my job, and I haven't heard of it. So I'm going to say Something don't new. think about it, and I right. don't want, want it. One. The like, Abraham no, Lincoln, the Abraham Lincoln, not also on your short list, I assume, as well. No, there's better things to do with dicks <laughs> I than know. this. <laughs> nothing, like, nothing like people getting their limbs and heads hacked off. Compounded with fire hours, finding their way into Emmy's eye sockets. I'm to mess it. Let's go. 
Commodus reminds me of every trust fund dork incel that lives in Williamsburg, walks into a bar thinking he's hot shit, but gets laughed at when he buys a ton of women drinks, but never gets laid. A lot of polite head nodding, like we're a Japanese tour bus. All right. Maximus may have dodged death on the battlefield, but certainly leaving the back door open for death when he washes his hands in a communal sink filled with blood. That was pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Hygiene wasn't important. No. in this film. There are more incestual tones in this film than the real housewives of Biloxi. There again, a lot of, a lot of uh, people wanted to fuck their sister. You know, Talking for, Ro- you. you know, for Romans, I don't hear a lot of Latin or Italian being spoken here. How about you? Hmm. Hans Zimmer did this score for this film, as I said, and God damn it, I love him. He's number two for me on the all-time film composer chart list. This is good. The Batman trilogy is his best by far. I absolutely refuse to believe, ladies, that you can smother someone by hugging their face into your belly. Not yeah. buying that as a real manner of death. The king couldn't push him away from five seconds just to get some air let me see five corner reports saying that such and i will then change my tune but in the meantime i declare shenanigans where is the groupon for cheap lessons to learn how to throw a broadsword like like russell crowe threw that one long and far into that guy's chest on the horse who was trying to kill him uh, me think throwing a broadsword that far and accurate doth not happening. How did the slave gang just happen to stumble upon Maximus on his own property? Did someone's, I don't think an apple tag was sewed onto Maximus's tunic that they stumbled upon him miraculously. <laughs> That's just fucking silly. Awesome. The gay. <laughs> The guy who sold gay giraffes to Proximo, did you know, is the voice of Watto, Anakin Skywalker's owner in episode one and two. Wow. And B, watching well, that voice is very, very distinct. And watching giraffes have sex must be one hell of a sight. Very slow. Very awkward. Noted. Seems bad. Yeah. Yeah, how, so how do you know about giraffe sex, girl? Okay, so I went... Yeah, to, yeah that's, that's my... Here's a great time for my giraffe sex facts. Uh, giraffe okay. sex, um, I went to the San Diego Zoo, and my mom's friend worked for the zoo, and so she got us this like behind-the-scenes tour, and they have a lot of giraffes. And one thing about giraffes is that male giraffes head butt female giraffes bladder until they pee so that they can smell whether they're fertile or not, and then they, if they are, they like rape them. Wow. So it's like the vibes are not good for giraffe sex anyway. Like you should be glad that you got gay giraffes. You should be like, that's fine. I'm good. I I, I like how they have a nose for fertile piss. Right? Isn't that disgusting? They're like, "Mm, smells like fresh piss time to like what? Also, like, if you keep headbutting mm. my bladder, we're not having sex. Like, yeah, no. that guys, that's at the good squirting. Okay, just write that one down. Proximo is the Ike Turner of pimping slaves, except he doesn't beat them with a shoe. You know how I win a crowd like Maximus? Tell great dick jokes on this podcast. That's how I win the crowd. 
Anyone who lets their kid attend a gladiator fight would be the same person who takes their kids to horror movies at the midnight showing. <laughs> this kid sitting front and center watching people getting hacked up. Yeah, he's normal with his foppish haircut. The public announcer who decides to wear the red Cindy Lauper wig has eyebrows that would <laughs> Thank you. That rival Peter Gallagher's and Eugene Levy's eyebrows. Yeah, he was crazy. That was that, wild. That looks like he has brooms on his end of his eyes. Does he like cut them a certain way too? Because they were also triangular. I was like, how'd you do that? And wax them too. That's ladies. That's what it looks like when you put on fake eyelashes. It doesn't look good. Just put it like that. That's hey, not now. true. Hey. That is. The, cat, oh, the the large cat paws. Oh, that's cute. Oh, okay. I would love to have a guy point out when he thinks someone has fake eyelashes and doesn't. I would really, I'd love to sit through that and hear. Fun fact, 95% of English women do that, as my English friend points out. Um, Commodus is the Jeb Bush of Caesars. Like the please clap vibes? Yes. And that, and just lazy policies and everything else, too. <laughs> The sister couldn't have called off the attack on Maximus's family. I thought that was a little. She had a little softiness from yeah. like, ah, you know, you know, yeah, suffered enough. You didn't have to go kill the family. <laughs> ah, he'll go play with wheat by himself. No big deal. His, she wanted him. She probably did it. <laughs> that sadistic bitch. You're right. The guy who played Maximus's buddy with the facial scars, did that guy in real life think that whenever he ran to someone in knives in an alleyway, that the silver lining is he can get acting work for pretty much every role in Hollywood that's not leading man, suburban dad, or corporate American office worker? I was floored to learn that those were real tigers because those tigers looked like they were CGI'd out of the tits. I mean, those looked just fake as shit. And then I read they were green screened in, which makes perfect sense now. <laughs> it's not bad enough that you have to fight a bunch of gladiators, but then also three CGI tigers at the same time. That's like being accosted by dudes trying to make out with you who have open herpes on their on your on their faces. It's just a lose, lose, lose of triumvirate. Ugh. I would rather make out with the ring announcer guy with the wacky eyebrows than nibble on my sister's neck. I that that was really gross. Oh, it's disgusting. This movie has more incestual tones than a Duggar family reunion. Mm -hmm. Anyone else think Lucius the Kid looks like the fourth missing Hanson brother? <laughs> I hate, hate, hate when in the final battle, the hero throws away his advantage to have an even fight with the villain because uh, in real life that doesn't happen this film is entertaining as hell yes all those things you say are true i haven't watched it in a while i own it glad to watch it my roman history not as sharp but half true i mean braveheart it's a lot of liberties taken there Russell Crowe's pretty good. Phoenix kills it as an insecure beta. The battle scenes are not bad. You know I love Hans Zimmer, as I said before. It's a predict nice but predictable narrative of Lucilla trying to double-cross Commodus. Look, it's an easy watch. The editing's pretty good. It passes the remote test. Remote test being at any point you stumble upon this film on cable, do you leave, drop the remote and go, I know what I'm doing for the next hour. 
Yeah, I like it. I'm not going to. Hour? Hour? It's wherever, five oh, hours. No, no, no. Wherever, no. wherever you are in the film. Half hour, hour, I know. hour and a half. Right. There's no way an hour's left. No matter where you start in this film, there's an hour. There's two hours left. <laughs> there's just no way. It's it's good. Again, not defending it to the to the hilt. Really out Ridley Scott, great director. Alien, amazing. The last duel, if you watch that, no one did a bomb, but it's fucking great. American gangster. He's not a mention enough as an amazing director. I like this. Six and a half out of ten. Okay. The final score prediction for me, KG six and a half. Six. He gave me a six. God damn, you are a good Lord Snart. So six. Uh, Amy, you said, I said six and a half. Sorry, Amy, you said six as well, right? And yep. Sophia, you gave it a five. I gave five and a half. Five and a half. So we're all right there. Jesus Christ. We're all pretty. It's all right. Just, you know, if you want to say overrated, I'll, I buy that. Oh, here we go. What do those elbow patch assholes have to say about this? You know, the ones who just smirk up if they were to work at Barnes and Noble and say, where's the fiction section? Ugh, fiction. Critics. Five star, reviews. Five star reviews. This ancient Roman swords and sandals epic is one of the last big budget, grandiose Hollywood blockbusters to win Best Picture. Okay, that's a that's true. When the dust finally settled, Gladiator pulled off a few minor miracles. It catapulted Crow into superstardom, removed any doubt that Scott could work with any particular genre with success. And took a dusty old genre and made it new again. Did it. You're making a face like you have to hold a fart in, Sophia. Please elaborate. I said did it. Oh. <laughs> did it make it new again? Or did it just give like a bunch of guys who are now in their 30s an obsession with what they think is the Roman Empire? Right. Without the Roman, the, the orgies, which is a major oversight. Oversight. A mountain of fever dream, an epic poem of a motion picture. Equal parts Ben-Hur and Braveheart. It is a victory not to be likely equaled anytime soon. Watch The Last Duel. That's not the Roman Empire, but again, that's pretty solid. We're on the cusp of a new golden age for movie making. Oh, wow. Ridley Scott is hardly equipped to light the way. What? But that he or anybody is willing to deliver a jolt of electricity to a genre as dead and dumb as the Roman epic thrilling in itself. I don't know what the fuck he just said or she just said. That's word soup and no one likes you in real life. Critics, <laughs> one star reviews. The, the the English lit degrees, these critics have to keep touting that they had. They're just, they're just speaking in circles with no meaning. And it is quite irksome. And what? It vexes me. Ah, callback. There you go. Thank you, Amy. Critics, one-star reviews. Gladiator isn't awful, but it ain't exactly a Roman holiday. Mm-hmm. Funny. I'll give it to them. Cheeky. I wouldn't say funny, cheeky. There is a plot, but it, it is once so derivative and undernourished that it never really registers as a story. As far as it goes, it's Spartacus Light minus that epic's moral grandeur. Yes, that person is correct, and that person should be given a raise back in 2000. <laughs> so he should make he should now make himself CEO of MoviePoopShoot.com or whatever uh, he wrote on? If possible, yes. Director Scott has dug deep into his bag of computer-generated imagery tricks and pulled out either the world's coolest video game or a movie that falls in on itself because of its overblown appearance and stilted dialogue. 
I, video game, I'm not buying that. As a video game person, I don't agree with that. Gladiator is a cynical exercise. It gives historical legitimacy to a pageant of mayhem, every bit as ritualized as professional wrestling. It's loud, bloody, and empty. The crowds will love it, just like Amy's vagina. Meow. <laughs> just kidding. Wow. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Amazon <laughs> five-star reviews. An hour 36 and 45 seconds into the movie, there is a ghostly presence of a female that looks like a corpse who is standing in between two characters. Is this supposed to be in the film or instead a visit from an ancient true character? This makes the already fantastic movie ever so much better. Check it out if you already haven't noticed it. Signed, one of the munchkins who was hung in the background of Wizard of Oz. That's the word needs help that that was a cry for help in an amazon yeah. review I, I wish i would have read that review before looking at that just to kind of it probably was like a, like a, a piece of dust on the print and you go look at that that is his dead wife floating in the ether can't you see the wooden stick figureness of her no Thank you. I like this Russell Crowe action movie as he portrays a German gladiator who fights to claim his important title back from the Roman emperors, Julius Caesar, and is helped by one of the Italian slaves. Well, this person failed their book report. Italian? German, German gladiator. That's known as the Spaniard. And then right. is the Italian? He fights for Rome. Right. Yeah. German gladiator. They fought the Germans, by the way. They made them all to be uh, uh, savages. Really? Germans? I don't know. I don't think so. I've seen the movie. I've seen the film on TV, but wanted to view it without commercials. So I bought it from Amazon. That's the five-star review? No, no, yeah, five-star review. I love that person's simple life. They were like, right. I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> five stars. <laughs> all right. Our, our favorites are when people get a movie and it's not the movie and they write a one star review about it, but they, cause they think Jeff Bezos is going to go, Oh shit. Shipping screwed up again. <laughs> next one. If you love that person, I think you're going to really love this next person or really hate them. I confess the decision to eventually see this film. That is the gladiator with money made for my current job was actually a spontaneous decision that I made by somewhere between 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. this Saturday morning, less than a few hours after waking for the day. Though I finally got finished with seeing this film much later in the day, parentheses by 4.40 p.m., I'm intuitively aware that I'm well outside the projected main target audience for The Gladiator. I am tempted to say more, though I logically know I must reframe to be considerate to the readers who are looking at this review and want to see this brilliant film for themselves. This person sounds like to me they're reading a VO for a Wes Anderson film, and goddamn, this person thinks they are way more interesting than they really are. That was five stars, right? Not one. That was that's five though. I next one's five I, is one star, but yeah, we're not there yet. I love that person too. That person was just like, I gotta tell you a little bit about me. <laughs> <laughs> I started a film between eight and nine, and I'm like, yeah. Awesome. Sophia, if you haven't figured out, this is all about the me instead of the film on the Amazon reviews, both five and one star. Amazon, one star reviews. 
The next instant, Russell Crowe is on his feet, sword in hand, and with both hands free. What utter nonsense. The only reality in Hollywood today is that movies have none. This movie, like most today, is annoyingly unrealistic. How can one be possibly, quote-unquote, entertained by such mindless garbage? In another scene, the Emperor tells Maximus that before his soldiers murdered his wife, they raped her repeatedly and she begged them for more. Today's Hollywood loves to wallow in such filth. I do not. And I sincerely hope that you don't either. In short, this movie insulted my intelligence and assaulted my conscience, which is why I'm giving it one star. Frankly, much of this doesn't deserve that. By the way, I fully expect the negative responses to this review to outnumber the positive responses seven to one, which is yet another indication of the serious trouble of our culture and our country are in today. Signed, Sylvester Stallone. That is interesting. The notions of the Holy Roman Empire. The screenwriters seem to think the senators were, rather like Hillary Clinton, elected by ballots to their posts. This made me chuckle. A sad-looking Derek Jacoby, in a conversation with Joaquin Phoenix, proclaims at one point that the Senate, as opposed to the emperor, is chosen by the people, in quotes. May I interrupt? No, they were not. It was a hereditary right. Speaking of the people, where are they? I've never seen a movie where the populace is discussed so much without actually getting to know any of the members of said politic body. Signed, Dane Cook. Boy, who would have thought he's so astute? Here we are. Amy Taylor, did Sophia Benoit gut the sacred cow? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yes. I'll give her that. I'll give her that as well. And now to round things out, we're going to ask ChatGPT only three jokes because I don't want to torture you. Who's funnier, ChatGPT or KG? Number one, why did Maximus Decimus Meridius, did you guys know that was his full name? They may have said it one time in the entire film. Why did he make... Thank you. Can you imagine putting that in the back of a jersey, a sports jersey, while you're playing left field for the uh, for your local t-ball team? Why did he make such a terrible stand-up comedian? Because his jokes were always about losing his family and seeking revenge. Not exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I've never gotten a chat GPT joke to elicit that kind of response. So, uh-oh, I may be in trouble. Oh, you're in trouble because I love a good anti-joke, and that is so funny. <laughs> I get it. That's great. That's a great joke. What's Max bad at at being a comedian? Is he keeps talking about his dead family? That's a lot. That's what that's what a lot of comics do. Actually, talk about their dead family. Um, So good. What's Maximus's favorite thing to do from his day off from the Coliseum? Play? Are you not entertained with his fellow gladiators? That's not as good as the first one, but I still enjoy it. You were (laughs) an easy audience. It's Why so did, bad. Yeah. <laughs> Why did the gladiator bring a ladder to the arena? Because he wanted to go straight to the top of the charts. That's terrible. Uh, we've went from the highest of the high emotions to the lowest of the low emotions on the humor <laughs> scale. Ladies, what a joy. Sophia Benoit, I loved having you. Amy Taylor playing uh, the Waldorf to my, I forgot the other Muppet in the balcony, so I'm just going to blank on that. Statler, <laughs> Statler, thank you. I knew it was there. Gutting the Sacred Cow, thanks everybody for hanging out with us for that hour and change every week. We appreciate it. We love you. Avita Zen. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.